Section six of Towards Democracy by Edward Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Thirty seven. The towers of Westminster stand up by the river, and within the supposed rulers contend and argue, but they hear nothing. It comes to them last. The long lines of princely mansions stretch through Belgravia and Kensington, close-lipped, deaf, plague-stricken. Lines of carriages crowd the park. Tier above tier at the opera are faces and flowers. There are clubs and literary cliques and entertainments, but the voice of human joy, native once more in the world, there is scarcely a note over all the towns and villages of the land the fingers of the spires point dumb to the driving clouds yorkminster stands up like a watch-tower in the rising sun and from the midst of its roman walls looks out over leagues of meadows and cornfields salisbury stands up an ely lonesome among its old-world fens but they report nothing seen from the hoe at Plymouth, the promenade loafers look down upon the decks of passing vessels. The line of the breakwater stretches, and the wild sea beyond. The convicts, thousands, motionless-faced, in yellow-dressed gangs, dot the thinly-grassed rocks and fortress walls of the Isle of Portland. Victoria, the Queen, peers from the high windows of Osborne back upon Portsmouth, crowded with shipping, and the grass downs of the island that lies behind it. The mail steamers go to and fro, of Dover and Folkestone. The passengers arrive from the continent, idlers are watching the arrivals, and police officers in disguise, but they report nothing winchelsea and rye stand forgotten by the water on rocks beaten now only by the waving meadows the old martello towers dot the long low shores down the thames with the tide the great vessels come swinging st paul's looks out upon them white in far glimpses over the great city the seagulls dip and hover where the waters meet the cutters of yarmouth leave the river and make between the long sands for the open sea and the banks. 38. England spreads like a map below me. I see the mud-flats of the wash striped with water at low tide, the embankments grown with mugwort and sea-asters, and Boston stump and King's Lynn, and the square-sail brigs in the offing. Beachy Head stands up beautiful with white walls and pinnacles from its slopes of yellow poppy and bugloss. The sea below creeps with a gray fog. The vessels pass and are folded out of sight within it. I hear their foghorn sounding. Flamborough Head stands up, dividing the waves. Up its steep gullies the fishermen haul their boats. In its caves the waters make perpetual music. I see the rock-bound coast of Anglesey with projecting ribs of wrecks. The hills of Wicklow are faintly outlined across the water. I ascend the mountains of Wales, 
the tarns and streams lie silver below me the valleys are dark mole siabad stands up beautiful and trifon and kader idris in the morning air i descend the y and pass through the ancient streets of monmouth and of bristol i thread the feathery birch-haunted coombs of somerset i ascend the high points of the cotswolds and look out over the rich vale of gloucester to the malvern hills and see the old city clustering round its church and the broad waters of the severn and the distant towers of berkeley castle the river streams run on below me the broad deep-bosomed trent through the rich meadows full of cattle under tall shady trees runs on i trace it to its birthplace in the hills i see the derbyshire derwent darting in trout-haunted shallows over its stones i taste and bathe in the clear brown moor-fed water i see the sweet-breathed cottage homes and homesteads dotted for miles and miles and miles it comes near to them i enter the wheelwright's cottage by the angle of the river the door stands open against the water and catches its changing syllables all day long roses twine and the smell of the woodyard comes in wafts the castle rocks of nottingham stand up bold over the trent valley the tall flagstaff waves its flag the old market-place is full of town and country folk the river goes on broadening seaward i see where it runs beneath the great iron swing bridges of the railroads there are canals connecting with it and the sails of the canal boats gliding on a level with the meadows the great sad colorless flood of the humber stretches before me the low-lying banks the fog the solitary vessels the brackish marshes and the water birds hull stretches with its docks vessels are unlading bags of shellfish cargoes of oranges timber fish i see the flat lands beyond hull and the enormous flights of pewits the thames runs down with the sound of many voices i hear the sound of the sawmills and flour mills of the cotswolds i can see racing boats and hear the shouts of partisans villages bask in the sun below me sawning and maidenhead anglers and artists are hidden nooks among tall willow herbs i glide with tub and outrigger past flower gardens meadows parks parties of laughing girls handle the oars and tiller ropes teddington twickenham richmond brentford glide past i hear the songs i hear elizabethan echoes i come within sound of the roar of london i see the woodland and rocky banks of the tavy and tamar and of the arrowy dart the yorkshire ooze winds sluggish below me afar off i catch the sussex ooze and erin breaking seaward through the gaps in the downs i look down from the cheshire moors upon the dee in their pride the beautiful cities of england stand up before me from the midst of her antique elms and lilac and laburnum haunted gardens the grey gateways and towers of cambridge stand up 
ivy-grown warwick peeps out of thick foliage i see canterbury and winchester and chester and worcester proud by her riverside and the ancient castles york and lancaster looking out seaward and carlisle i see the glistening of carriage wheels and the sumptuous shine of miles of sea frontage at brighton and hastings and scarborough clifton climbs to her heights over the avon and ruins of whitby abbey are crusted with spray i hear the ring of hammers in the shipyards at chatham and portsmouth and keyham and look down upon wildernesses of masts and dock basins i see the observatory at greenwich and catch the pulses of star-taken time spreading in waves over the land i see the delicate spider-web of the telegraphs and the rush of the traffic of the great main lines north west and south i see the solid flow of businessmen northward across london bridge in the morning and the ebb at evening i see the eternal systole and diastole of exports and imports through the united kingdom and the armies of those who assist in the processes of secretion and assimilation and the great markets i explore the palaces of dukes the parks and picture galleries chatsworth hardwick arundel and the numberless old abbeys i walk through the tall windowed hospitals and asylums of the great cities and hear chants caught up and wandering from ward to ward i see all over the land the beautiful centuries grown villages and farmhouses nestling down among their trees the dear old lanes and footpaths and the great clean highways connecting the fields every one to the people known by its own name and hedgerows and little struggling copses and village greens i see the great sweeps of country the rich wields of sussex and kent the orchards and deep lanes of devon the willow-haunted flats of huntington cambridge and south lincolnshire sherwood forest and the new forest and the light pastures of the north and south downs the south and midland and eastern agricultural districts the wild moorlands of the north and west and the intermediate districts of coal and iron the oval-shaped manufacturing heart of england lies below me at night the clouds flicker in the lurid glare i hear the sob and gasp of pumps and the solid beat of steam and tilt-hammers i see streams of pale lilac and saffron tinted fire i see the swarthy vulcan reeking towns the belching chimneys the slums the liquor shops chapels dancing saloons running grounds the blameless remote villa residences i see the huge warehouses of manchester the many-storied mills, the machinery, the great bale-laden drays, the magnificent horses. I walk through the Liverpool Exchange, the brokers stand in knots, the greetings, the frock-coats, the rosebuds, the handling and comparing of cotton samples. Leeds lies below me. I hear the great bell. I see the rush along Boar Lane and Brigate. 
i enter the hot machine shops smelling of oil and wool dust i see sheffield among her hills and the white dashing of her many water wheels and the sulphurous black cloud going up to heaven in her midst newcastle i recognize and her lofty bridge and i look out over the river gates of the mersey thirty nine i see a great land poised as in a dream waiting for the word by which it may live again i see the stretched sleeping figure waiting for the kiss and the reawakening i hear the bells pealing and the crash of hammers and see beautiful parks spread as in a toy show i see a great land waiting for its own people to come and take possession of it forty the clouds fly overhead still and the waves curdle in the blue beneath the smell of the new-mown grass comes and the tall white cliffs stand up all depends upon a word spoken do you think perhaps that there is no answer do you think that the high lighthouses looking out over the water the sea itself careering beyond them that the ploughed lands and the rocks that are hewn into great cities are indifferent to who own to who trespass upon them that they are dumb dead and of no account do you think that they have nothing to say to all this that they will not deliver themselves upon whom they choose that they have not it in their power to bless and to curse ah that they cannot repay love a hundredfold do you not know that the streets houses public buildings of the city where you live have tongues arms eyes that they are on the watch that the trees and streams around you are alive with answers and that the common clay knows the tread of its true owner do you think that england or any land will rise into life will display her surpassing beauty will pour out her love to the touch of false owners to people who finger banknotes who make traffic buying and selling her who own by force of title deeds laws police who yet deny her turning their backs upon her winds and her waves and ashamed to touch her soil with their hands do you think that she will arise to the call of these oh do you not know how she yearns for the mastery of her true owners how she leans herself backward displaying her charms inviting breathing courage even into faint souls to know their manhood to come upon her boldly to let none stand between oh know well that it shall be that the land they dwell on that the earth for whatsoever people is worthy shall become impossible to be separated from them even in thought of those who are truly the people they are jealous of their land the woods and the fields and the open sea are covered with their love inseparable from life every hedgerow every old lum and coppice 
the nature of the soils in every field and part of a field, the soughs, the bedrock, pastures, ploughlands and fallows, the quarries and places of the best stone for road mending, building, walling, roofing, draining, the best stuff for mending footpaths, the best water for miles round, and the taste and quality of the various wells and springs, the clays for puddling and for brick-burning, the basseting out and the dips of the beds, the cattle and livestock up and down their various breeds, treatments and condition, the moors, forests, streams, rivers, sea-coasts, familiar by sunlight, moonlight, starlight, and on dark nights, every nook and corner of them, the old trees and their histories, the waterside trees and where pheasants frequently roost, and the places for netting rabbits and hares, or for spearing trout by lantern light, or where the crab-apple and the clusterberry and the mountain flax and agrimony grow, the haunts of the wild duck and snipe, the decoy of the corncrake, the nests of the stormcock and the water-hen and the pewit, the legends told of old hollows and caves and crags, the bold and beautiful headlands, the taste of the air upon them, the old streets of the towns and their histories, and the histories of the houses in them, and of those who lived in the houses, the old villages and their traditions, customs, specialties, notorious characters, feasts, and frolics, the knowledge of the arts of sea and river fishing, oyster and scallop dredging, the trawl, the seine, and the drift net, farming, fruit growing, timber growing, pilling and dressing, canal making, sea walling, shipbuilding, irrigation, the great crafts in stone, wood, iron, of the masons, the smiths, the joiners, the tool-makers' work, of the clean use of tools, of all faithful and perfect work, and the joy and mastery that comes of it. Everything that the land has calls an answer in the breasts of the people, and quickly grows love for the use of those that live on it. Without this love, no people can exist. This is the creation, nourishment, and defense of nations. It is this that shall save England, as it has saved Ireland, which ultimately, of the very earth, shall become the nurse of humanity. Between a great people and the earth springs a passionate attachment, lifelong, and the earth loves indeed her children, broad-breasted, broad-browed, and talks with them night and day, storm and sunshine, summer and winter alike. Here indeed is the key to the whole secret of education. Owners and occupiers then fall into their places. The trees wave proud and free upon the headlands. The little brooks run with a wonderful new music under the brambles and the grass. Determined, is the word henceforth, to worship nothing, no ownership which is unreal, no title deeds, money smells, respectabilities, authorities, 
to be arrogant, unpersuadable, faithful, free, not unworthy of the trees waving upon the high tops and of the earth rolling through the starlit night. Government and laws and police then fall into their places. The earth gives her own laws. Democracy just begins to open her eyes and peep, and the rabble of unfaithful bishops, priests, generals, landlords, capitalists, lawyers, kings, queens, patronizers, and polite idlers goes scuttling down into general oblivion. Faithfulness emerges, self-reliance, self-help, passionate comradeship. Freedom emerges, the love of the land, the broad waters, the air, the undulating fields, the flow of cities and the people therein, their faces and the looks of them no less than the rush of the tides and the slow hardy growth of the oak and the tender herbage of spring and stiff clay and storms and transparent air. All depends upon a word, spoken or unspoken. The clouds fly overhead still, and the smell of the new-mown grass is wafted by. It comes and recedes again. I hear the awful syllable, change, and see all things, qualities, impersonations, gliding from the embraces of their own names. But I hear beyond. I hear beyond the sound of the hone and strickle, and look in the eyes of the mower, under the shade of his broad straw hat. It comes and recedes again and comes nearer. The little waves lip up against the great black ship as she glides down river. O oh, sailor sitting on a plank over the side, beware. The ship itself, the rigging, the tidal river, the docks, the wharves, and the long busy streets, and country beyond, the shows of life and death, who makes and who unmakes them? I touch you lightly. I am the spray. I touch you that you remember and forget not who you are. End of section six.